What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning into Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that shines up like a new penny. Yeah, yeah, it's not chalk. Go fuck yourself. You have to stay now. I have to stay. I want to stay. That's good. actually a really good pick. I want pick. you to stay. I liked it. There's about 400 lines for you to choose from, Joe. Yep. Because there is about 5,000 lines in this movie. Right. So, yeah. A lot it's of a good ratio. Applied. Anyway, as sequel just said, I'm Joe. And I'm joined by two other rare diamonds <laughs> to talk to you about the movie Titanic, which was listener request movie number nine. We're almost done. <laughs> and their names are Corey. The podcast that can smell ice, you know, when it's near. And sequel. The podcast that spits like a man. I dropped an honorable mention of the podcast that'll just wait here. And my two honorable mentions are Chalky. <laughs> The podcast that is king of the world, and the podcast that makes its own luck. I didn't have any honorable mentions, because I just decided on that one the second I heard it. I was like, done. I have to watch two and a half more hours of this movie. <laughs> for, for fucking real. Got it done early. Yep. Nothing's beating this. Anyway. So Titanic had a comic book? What? Apparently. I have no idea. We had, vi- we had visual evidence. Yeah. I, I can't even... Unless Bennett drew it by hand, in which case... Good on you. I thought Mitch was the one that dropped the picture. Bennett. Bennett? Okay. Bennett dropped pictures of Shaun of the Dead, Boondock Saints, and I Am Legend. Oh, I thought that was Mitch that did those ones. Yes, okay. those three. Mitch did those three. Mitch you said Bennett. Three. You said Bennett. Did I say did. Bennett? You oh. did. Bennett did Titanic, though. Bennett did Titanic. But did he Mitch show visual dropped. evidence? Yes. yes. Okay. That's fine, as long as there's visual evidence. And yep. So it goes. Oh, it went. <laughs> But before Titanic, we've been watching other stuff this week. Hey, sequel, why don't you kick us off? I watched a few um, sports documentaries. I watched my two favorite 30 for 30s, which are The U and The U Part 2. <laughs> I like The U Part 2 because it flows nicely. It does flow nicely. This is about the University of Miami football team. The first part is their run in the 80s with uh, Jimmy Johnson as their coach and Dennis Erickson and Howard Schellenberger. So they were a really crap college football school until Schellenberger took them over and put them to like prominence and very talented teams back then. Um, and the part two takes place in the 2000s, early 2000s, and as team had Frank Gore, Ed Reed, Willis McGahee, Entrell Roll, Jeremy Shockey, Kellen Winslow. They had everybody. They, they, were, they, were, they were dominant. Did I say Ed they Reed? Two Ed dominant Reed. tight ends. At different points, they graduated. Oh, okay. It was like their run in the 2000s. Like, yeah. yeah, they they were they were phenomenal and um, made a lot of noise off the field as well. So, I also I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but I watched it again. Uh, the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. If you guys have never seen I'm that, watch that. Definitely not. check that out. It is phenomenal. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, he just lived a pretty fascinating life and it goes a lot into his uh princess bride stuff too so Perfect. if you're a princess bride fan definitely uh, a little check something out. for everybody yes i mean everybody should be a princess bride fan if we're being honest but well not everyone is that's problem i mean that's their problem that's the world we live in it's ridiculous well based on their rotten tomato score which i'm going to guess is a high 80s i'm going to say 89 someone looking this up i'm looking it up okay don't you worry is that all you watched uh yeah that's pretty much it Corey, what did you watch? Despite having missed a whole week, I actually haven't watched uh, nearly as much as you guys would think. School has started. School has started. Uh, I had some family stuff, and I ran a Spartan race last weekend. So my stuff has been limited. It's been a lot of, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But 
of the things I have watched, I watched Between Two Ferns. The movie? The movie. I started it. It's fucking... Wait, they made a movie of yes. that talk yes. show that Zach Galifianakis yes. hosted? Yes. It's on wow. Netflix. Like a, doc, like a mockumentary about the mocky talk, sh- talk show. That's crazy to me. It's hysterical. I stopped it when, um, spoiler, when she no. blows the windows yep. and he's floating like midway. It's so good. I had somewhere to be. I just never picked it back up. Will Ferrell's in it a bunch of times. It's, yes. it's, really, it's really good. Um... So there's that, and then everything else I've watched, I've been rewatches. Uh, I watched the Two Towers again because that's also on Netflix now. Didn't you just watch that? No, I just watched Return of the King. Oh, uh-huh. reverse order. I did it reverse order. Whoa. I didn't. I Trippy. didn't. I think I didn't. Return of the King came up when I was like sliding through Netflix on a train. I was like, oh, perfect, I'll watch this. And after I was done, it the Two Towers came. Up. I was like, well, I wish this had come up the first time around. It was good, but I kind of wondered how they got there. Yeah. Um. Still really good. I mean, the Battle of Helm's Deep is yes. fucking awesome. It's sure is such battle. a good battle. But beyond that, the movie's kind of... I mean, it's a second act, right? Like It's it's better than a Fellowship, at least in my opinion. I think I, it's a, about as good as Fellowship, in my opinion. I, think I didn't love either. Like I think they were, they were both really good and visually stunning, but probably the movies, they were bleh. My favorite of the three. Two Towers? Yeah, just because Return of the King is... The ending just... I when I when I talked about it the other day, the last time that I talked about it on the on the show, that was exactly what I said. I was like, they do the one thing that I hate yeah. the most, and that's when they end it like twelve times. I hate that shit. And I guess Helm's Deep is like my favorite. Helm's Deep is just such part a part of the whole. I think it, it's it. I think Helm's Deep definitely has the story. best, or the Two Towers has the best final battle scene of the three. I definitely think that this was better than the final battle in Return of the King. Yeah, because of the bullshit eagles. Whatever. I, I don't give a shit about the eagles. Like it's fine. You don't, well, give, a sh- you don't give a shit about the Eagles? Watch, watch your tongue. You said <laughs> it. You said it. Watch your connotation then. Uh, okay, so moving on to my next one. I also watched Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, you did. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is still a huge dick. Oh, huge is... He's a monster dick. <laughs> you have no fucking right to say what you say to her at the bar. Is there a guy in here you haven't slept with? Go fuck yourself, Scott Pilgrim. You no longer have to fight evil ass boyfriends because you just got dumped. Asshole. Like, I think that's one of the shittiest things a human being can say to another human being in general under any circumstances. I don't even think that's the worst thing he does in that movie. It isn't. So, but, like, like, that Poor one... knives. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, all the shit he does to knives, too. Like, he's just such an asshole. He's not a great dude. No. But no. he's better than Gideon. He's like JD from Scrubs. <laughs> JD's a terrible, terrible person. He is kind of bad. He does, he does bad kind of awful. On the inside. Does awful, awful. He does yeah. do a lot of really shitty things to people. But he's our main character. So. Yeah, so... We're forced to like him, much like yes. Scott Pilgrim. Exactly. You know what? The best part of that movie will always be, is Scott here? And then he jumps out the window, just left, and he reaches back in for the coat. Yeah. I love that moment in that movie. So, uh, And then the last thing I watched was 300 again. 300 again? Yeah, I've seen it. I like... God knows how many times I've, I've watched 300, but I watched it again. So I, it was fun wa- going back and watching these movies for the first time since... Reviewing them? Yeah, since reviewing them. Um, 300 still a good good time, especially if you just shut your brain off. If you don't try to put any type of historical accuracy on that movie, it's just fun watching people get slaughtered in insane ways. They also break the, fl- uh, the phalanx almost immediately. Like... <laughs> He brags about how like that's the most important part, 
But within the first wave, they're just like, we're just going to go wild and all over the place. They're never in him. So, anyways, that's what I've been watching. What about you, Joe? Neat. Also, I was looking up Princess Bride score, right? Yes. yes. 97. Okay. So three people out of 100 don't like Princess Bride. Well, those three people are wrong, so that's fine. And one of them is Frank. <laughs> Fucking Frank. <laughs> Hi, Frank. I know you're listening. Uh, yeah, he does listen. <laughs> I love you, buddy. And on to what I watched. I watched three movies. Ooh. Ooh. I watched the movie The Nice Guys. Okay. Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe. And? It's pretty good. Okay. I liked it. The actress who plays his daughter, I think, is going to end up having like an acting career as she gets older, because she's really good in that. It was fun. I don't have too much to say about it. I've never seen it. (laughs) Never even heard of it. Came out like two years ago. Okay. I think it's set in the 80s or 70s. Uh, The second movie I watched, I went to the theaters because it's still in theaters and I saw Good Boys. Was it funny? It was funny. All right. I was really hyped to see it and I finally got to see it and I guess it lived up to expectations. Good. They wrote them like little adults, which is great to me. (laughs) They're very aware of like social connotations. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed that one. I'm probably not going to get to see it. It's in still in theaters. I know, but the next time I get to go to the movies would be next Friday, and I'm seeing Joker. Just <laughs> see two. God. I could. I could. You could. You could just I'll go back to back. I don't have somebody to talk about it with. Good Boys is funny. And the last movie I saw was a movie that's on Amazon Prime that I watched right before you guys got here. I watched Hot Rod with Andy Samberg. That's a funny movie. I like that movie. That movie was funny, kind of. But, like, it's one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. I'm aware that's not a word. But, man, it's dumb. Like, the plot of that movie. Corey, have you seen it? I have not seen it, no. Okay. It's but if Andy, it's on Amazon, yeah. it might be what I'd watch on my way home. To... Oh, Fair shit. Enough. I don't have to go to school tomorrow. Look at you. It's yeah. Saturday tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking hey. Oh, God, I've had such a shitty week. Hooray. <laughs> Corey's happy now. I can't wait to sleep in tomorrow myself, Corey. I'm going to Brooklyn at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's kind of sleeping in. Wait, really? Yes. I'm so sorry. I swear to God. Oh. No, it's for me. I'm doing this for me. Okay. There's oh, a new okay. beer coming out, and it's... Um, you have to get in line. I do. I mean, if it was just me going or me with my normal group of guys I go to this brewery with, I'd be leaving either at, like... 12 30 1 o'clock tonight or 4 a.m Corey, you need sleep man i, I do sleep, which is bro. why when my other buddy was like hey i'm gonna leave at like 7 30 i was like yeah let's leave at 7 30 and he said he was gonna drive so i'm gonna just be like listen man i'm gonna catch a few extra z's i appreciate your friendship but i'm gonna pass the fuck out listen once i'm in line and we start drinking in line i will talk all the way through i won't sleep again but for right now, let me just get another thir- let me get another tight thirty. Yeah, if you get a little nap, I think he'll appreciate your company more later instead of just you having beer and then getting sleepy. Exactly. That's a good fair trade off. The, the beer sleepies are going to be a real risk tomorrow. Well, I wish you luck. Thanks, bud. And that's what we've been watching. And what you, I'll be drinking. Some of you will get to watch Corey drink a beer tomorrow if you're in the city or Brooklyn, rather. Brooklyn. And you're not going to get to watch him drink a beer tomorrow because by the time you hear this. The beer would already have been well, drunk. You've already seen maybe you've already <laughs> seen him drink a beer and you Possibly. never knew. Ooh. <laughs> I'm at most craft breweries in the greater Long Island, New York City area, so Constantly. Just anyway. come find me. 
let's move on to the movie facts for Titanic. Titanic came out in 1997. It's rated PG-13. It is a daunting three hours and 14 minutes long. Thanks, Bennett. <laughs> Directed by Mr. James Cameron. You may have heard of him. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane, Kathy Bates, Francis Fisher, Gloria Stewart, Bill Paxton, and others. Budgeted at $200 million. It made, you know, a little bit of money. It ended up grossing $2.187 billion. Holy shit! Third highest grossing movie of all time. It's like sixth adjusted, I think. But yeah. And $659 million of that was domestic. So it actually didn't do as well domestic as you'd think. How much did it do domestic? 659 So it over-tripled it, but just barely. What a shame. Well, this movie was a cultural phenomenon. This was it's an true. event. It really, really was. Like, I heard people talking about going to see it for like the third and fourth time. Yes. And I was like, I'm ten. I'm not seeing this yet. Uh, the scores for the movie. Was it well received? Let's find out. Rotten Tomatoes says it's an 89%. Certified fresh, but I'm kind of surprised at the... Uh, I figured it's high 90s for this one. I mean... It might have been at the Critically, time. yeah. Considering what we just found out, the Princess Bride's Rotten Tomato score is, that does seem a touch low. The audience disagrees with that, has it at a 69%. Nice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can see why, but alright. IMDB, 7.8 out of 10. Metacritic, 75. User score, 8.5. I mean, it's pretty solid. They're good scores. And it was nominated for 14 Oscars. I was going to write them down and it said... I like myself too much. That's fair. So they won 11 of them. Wow. 11 of them. Jesus Christ. Nothing for acting, though. No. Kate Winslet got nominated for lead actress. And those are the movie facts for Titanic. Let's get into our general spoiler-free thoughts. Which one of you goes first? Corey? Is it Corey? It's me. Corey, it's you. It's a long movie. Um, It's a very... That's honestly the only thing I can truly say takes away from me enjoying this film is that sometimes you just can't find three and almost three and a half hours to sit down and watch a single flick uh past that i think visually it's pretty stunning i think the acting all even like people who are historically bad actors are pretty okay in it i mean i liked it i mean the the fact that they were able to bring to life this monster ship that sank 80, almost 90 years before this movie was made is pretty remarkable, all things considered. And it looks, the ship itself looks incredible. Except for one scene, but we'll talk about that later. And what did Sequel think? Second time I saw this movie, the first time I saw it in theaters at age 9. Again, it was an event, my parents went to see it, it took me and my sister. And I bet they regretted that a little bit. Well, here's my funny story. And my dad still talk about this, too. He was pretty excited we were doing Titanic for the podcast because of this story. Okay, great. So, so at the United Irish Theater in Quorum, I vividly remember sitting in the back row. The Kate Winslet drawing scene happens. And at the end of that scene, you cut back to present day and old lady rose is, is saying it was the most erratic moment of my life and nine year old sequel in the movie theater yelled out me too <laughs> <laughs> everybody cracked up <laughs> oh. oh my god that was really funny i'm impressed that nine-year-old sequel knew what erotic meant <laughs> me too 
amazing. Oh, so good. That's good. Yeah, I'll get more detail about I feel about this movie later on, but can't wait. I I enjoyed sharing that. Corey, had you seen it before? Oh yeah. Okay. So the first time I saw this movie, I was thir- 12, 13, something like that. Um, it was after it was out of theaters. I was hanging out with one of my very good friends at the time, and he and his older brother lived with their dad. Like their mom wasn't around. And dad was very much a bro type of uh, type of guy, very relaxed household environment. He was like, hey, we're going to watch this movie. And these were admittedly the first time I had ever seen the female figure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. It was the first time. It was my first time seeing the movie. I've never seen Titanic before. Yeah. So I'm actually okay with having seen it because I want... It was a movie that I was probably going to need to watch. Did it win Best Picture? It did. Okay, I, I thought. I thought. I don't think it should sure have, it but it did. I would need to know what was in the running against. Goodwill Hunting. Got it. Okay. So, this movie feels like two movies. Like there's a drastic turn in the middle. Like the first hour and forty minutes is this romantic drama, and then it becomes a disaster movie. I think the first part of the movie is fantastic. I loved it, and I think the disaster part is okay. I think that's a fair assessment. The disaster part was like the achievement part of it, special effects wise. Like sure, but it's much less captivating. Okay, I'm yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's the um, you you saw stuff in movies you've never seen before, and it was like, how the hell are they doing this? That's fair. Yeah, it, it was really tough because you still had to balance the romantic drama from the first half of the movie. And feed it in throughout the disaster. And it almost takes away from the overall disaster. But there are a couple really neat tricks that they do in this that I'm really excited to talk about. I enjoyed it. I think it's a little long, as you know, you might predict with a three and a quarter hour movie. It's very long. I can tell you exactly what they should have taken out, but we'll get into that in spoilers. So from here on out, we're going to be spoiling Titanic. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, some of us hasn't until very recently, so... Go check it out if you don't want to know what happens. Spoilers, the sink ships. Nope, ship sinks. Oh, God. (laughs) We're all tired today. And spoilers for Titanic are going to start right now. It is insane how young, or how different young Leonardo DiCaprio looks. Like, I've I've followed him throughout his whole career. I've seen pretty close to all, every movie he's been in. And he, I always felt that he just looked the same, until I've seen him in, like, recent things. He gets thicker over the years. He does get thicker over the years, but that happens to humans in yes, general. Uh, but, like, what what the hell did he just win for? The Revenant, right? Yeah. So you see him in The Revenant, and I can still see, like, the dude that was in Titanic. Like, I can still tell it's Leonardo DiCaprio. But then you go back and look at him in this, and you're like, holy shit, he looks so young. Well, the Revenant is like a really outdoorsy old guy. Yeah, like, so he's meant to look worn, like he's a worn character. In that. Yeah, he was like teen heartthrob Leo at this point. Yeah, for sure. Maybe this was Titanic. So wait, what year is this again? Ninety-seven. So this is three years after Romeo and Juliet. I thought that was ninety like six Romeo and Juliet. I thought it was ninety-four, but I might be wrong. Okay, let's look it up. Cause why not? Cause we have the technology. We do. Ninety-six. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's definitely teen heartthrob at this point. Like, it's right in the midst of that era for him. So we have an audience score of 69. This movie 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> this movie became really cool to hate and shit on because it was so popular at the time. I can see that happening. Yes. So that's why there's a little bit of disparity there. I mean, it's also not exactly a, a, a genre that a lot of macho alpha males tend to gravitate towards. Romantic disaster movies, bro. It's where it's at. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, like if you, if you go into it being like, oh, shit, it's the Titanic. We know people are going to die and it's going to sink and it's going to be a disaster. Cool. And then you walk in and you find out that it's mostly a love story. You're like... The fuck is this shit? Like, I didn't sign up for this. Well, it's like half love story. I, I get it, I, yeah. but still, it's a huge. There's a lot of movie that happens between opening credits and iceberg. Oh, I agree, and that's my by far my favorite part of the movie. I'm I'm with you, but I'm also a, I, like I I'm a huge fan of romantic movies in general, romantic comedies, romantic drama. I love them all. I guess I didn't break up the movie in my mind like you guys did. Because it feels like there's like a drastic turn. Of I, like I, I agree with you. I, just, I guess in my mind, I just looked at it as one collective thing. Like when the iceberg hits, that's my, that was my second pause. I'm like, wow, we still have, we, we're a little over halfway. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like a buck 40 when yeah. the iceberg hits. It's, it's and legit. Like, Jesus Christ. And, and again, talking about like being able to split this bitch up into two full movies, it, between iceberg hitting. And end of movie. That some movies are that long. Like I'm gonna say that they could have, from the iceberg to the end of the movie, they could have done that in like a half hour. There's a lot of unnecessary time in there. I feel like I, I don't. Think, I, I don't need a lot of the. It's them below run, deck. Yeah, it's them running below deck, turning around constantly. Yes. Like yeah, they're, they're not making any progress. And we get it. There's a lot of redundancies in that scene too. Like. They've run into the exact same locked, closed gate three times now. And they broke through one With not that long ago. So why are you not going back to that one? Even if it is underwater, swim. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, different reasons. Like, Billy Zane's shooting at them and... <laughs> and, you know, the cabin's filling up with water now. But Billy Zane shoots rather. at them. Billy Zane shoots at them from the, like... Um, top of the stairs. Yeah, the top of the stairs, which is in a first-class area. So why did they go back down lower? Because they that? had to run down the stairs to get away from Billy Zane, who chases them. Generally, you run from the bullets. Yeah. Oh, I get that, but like you're far, you're like where that thing is on the ship itself. You're closer to deck than you are to where they end up going. It's just proximity. Billy Zane's at the top. They're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run up to. Yeah, no, no, I get that. They're probably just panicked. Also, yeah. I also know way too much about the schematics of the Titanic. So that's just me being like. But you could have just taken this random corridor and been well, outside. You see, if you'd taken corridor S5, it would have led you out to... Yeah, like, that's that's the type of shit I know, because I'm a fucking history nerd. So, I like the story a lot. I like the visuals a lot. I don't think the acting and the dialogue is particularly good. I think there's a lot of really cheesy, overacted moments. The getting-to-know-you-Jack-and-Rose scenes is very, like theatrical play to me like when you start talking about riding horses and chippewa falls and spitting like a man and and all that it's very like haha this is 10 minutes into this play let's exit stage right or someone else is gonna i, I just didn't care for that too much so i totally bought into that it didn't yeah. seem real to me it seemed very like forced and i don't like it so that doesn't seem all that forced to me 
but the I'm flying seemed so cheesy and fake to me. I'm flying. Oh, it's super cheesy. Yes. I like, was like, that's the one moment. Their I charisma like, just makes it work. Yeah. Like, I, I love them together. I think their chemistry in this movie is amazing. I believe that these people are crazy enough to fall in love with each other, like, two day after meeting two days prior. I don't even think it's. Is it, is it two days or is it just a day? Does it only take a day? Because he, he's. That night. He saves her that night. Night one. The following night, they have dinner. Yep. So it's the night after. So, it's, so that's it's the third night is when they hit the iceberg. Okay, yeah, yeah but they okay. okay. So they meet night one, but they don't really start to talk. I guess they talk a little bit day two, right? Day two, a, they spend the entire day together. Yeah, but day. Before. I'm sorry, day one. The, no, the, day one, they don't interact until they don't meet until she's going to jump off the boat. Yes. No, no. What I mean is like, okay, so night one, they meet. They meet. Yes. And the following she, yeah. morning is day one. Is it not? No. That would be day two. Okay, so we're calling that day two. Yes. Okay, so day two. They, they spend the whole day, day. They hang out that day. Whole day. Okay. And then they he goes to dinner in the fancy cabin. Yes. Fancy cabin and dinner. Then they go to the party down below. Yep. Then th- th- day th- he goes mm-hmm. to see her day three th- during the church service, and he gets yep because it's Sunday. He gets shoes away. You're not supposed to be here. Exactly. Yep. Riff raff. Yes, but they meet up anyhow. Yep. They end up meeting up anyhow. That's the drawing like your French jacket. girls. Yep. This is drawing like your French girl. Yep. And then a few hours after that, the ship sinks. Yeah, they, they hit iceberg that night. That night. Yeah, a few hours after that, they have sex in the car, and then the iceberg gets hit. Yeah. Well, that is actually... Your favorite scene. No, God no. <laughs> uh, it, it's not a terrible scene, but one of, my, one of my issues with the dialogue in this movie actually comes because of that. So, <laughs> going back to your story about that's the most erotic thing that <laughs> Me I've ever... Too. Me too. That's hysterical. <laughs> They cut back to modern day at that at that point after the drawing scene. Yes, and skeptic with a beard says, "Well, what happened next?" And she's like, "Did we do it? Did we do it? No." And then I hate that. And then like five minutes later, we find out that they did. I was like, "But not in the room with the necklace. Not in the room with the necklace. That'd be a bad spot." So the problem with that scene is it takes place in Rose and Billy Zane's like cabin. Yeah. But, but they have different cabins. There are three cabins. It's Billy Zane's cabin, Rose's cabin, and then Rose's mom's got a cabin. Yeah, but, right. they're, but they're, they're in Billy Zane's a, cabin. Yeah, they're connected with like the sitting room yes. or whatever. And then he's okay. wondering to his guy Lovejoy or whatever where she is. He's sending her off to find her. like, how about checking the, the room that you stay? Yes, yeah. exactly. You idiot. That's such like, what they did was so like risky. Yeah. And it's definitely, they're in Billy Zane's part of it because that's where the safe is. Okay. I would like to point out a very crucial point, because I did look at the Oscars that they were nominated for in one, and it's very telling, because screenplay is nowhere to be found. Good. Yeah. They didn't get nominated for it at all, because it's not the best written movie. Correct. Yeah, there's there's weird, wonky choices that they make, character-wise, throughout the course of this movie. I love... The unsinkable Molly Brown, by the way. Oh, she's my favorite character. She's also my she's favorite character. Such a good fucking character. And what else is she in, though? Um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, Kathy Bates. Misery. She's in Mom, Mom and the Water Boy. Mom Water, and the yeah. Water Boy. Misery. She won Best Actress. Really? Yes. Annie Wilkes. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Okay. She's in about Schmidt. That's the one. Guess you don't like that movie. Now you see all of Kathy Bates in that movie. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> 
There's something I've seen her in that like I, I there's something I've seen a lot that she's in. I the can't Blind Side. What? She's in The Blind Side. Oh, that's it. Actually, yes. Yep. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking. She's the tutor in The Blind Side. Yes. Yep. 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 You had a blind spot for a second. I did clearly. She's a Republican. No, she's a Democrat. Okay. Is this a debate from the movie? Is yes. That... Yeah. Okay. So I'm a Democrat. Because they're all. She says. No, no. Okay. Because they're, they're all Republicans. Yeah, because they're from the South, so everybody's gotcha. Republican. She's like. I hope this doesn't hurt my chances. But I'm a Democrat. Yeah. Because that was the joke later on in the movie. He's like, if you had told me that our black son was going to get tutored by a Democrat a year ago, I would have laughed. Right. Back to the Titanic. Sure. There's lots to get into. Yeah. So, yeah, but she's fantastic. She's the best. I could have used a little bit more Kathy Bates. Although that would have made the movie longer, so maybe not. She's the morally the best person in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because she's not... And, and it comes back to that 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 conversation that they keep bringing up of, of old versus new money. Right. So, like, she's new money, so she knows what it's like to not have everything and not exactly. have a shovel spoon shoved up your ass. She wants to go back. Well, it's and not even that. She's just a decent human being. Yes. who's like, we should probably get the people before they die. That was, that was probably one of the most moving things that happened in the second part of this movie. Her conversation and like her like breaking, being like, "What is the matter with all of you people?" I was like, "That that hit me." I was like, "God damn!" It's my second favorite scene in the movie. That's and ironically, totally fair. although I do like the first half of the movie more, my favorite scenes are in the second half. So. It's fair, yeah. Because collectively, the first half is very very good, and the second half has moments. Yeah. Because yes, Kathy Bates is like the best person in the movie. You can make an argument that Jack and Rose are doing bad things like rose has a fiance she's not up front with her fiance till after the act you know what i mean jack is knows rose has a fiance and is doing it anyways doesn't care doesn't care well jack is jack is living a very i think what what is the term he uses tumbleweed in the wind like that's the way he lives his life it's loose and fast and he's gonna if he wants something he's gonna work his butt off to get it and living life to the fullest. Yeah. One day at a time. Does not know what he's gonna do from one day to the next. And, and good he likes that's... it that way. Mad props. Yeah, good. I mean cool. But you're right. I mean, morally speaking, they don't exactly stand on the high ground, even if Billy Zane is a major douche, which yeah, they're all really scummy in this. Yes. Most of the characters in this movie are kinda of scummy people. Yeah. Even the wealthy that like try to be nice just don't know how to be. Yeah, they they just just "Quote unquote," cut from a different cloth, but right. that different cloth makes them major assholes a lot of the time. Yep. Like the fact—I mean, Grant, I think this was Rose's mom too, so that doesn't help. She's the worst. She's awful. She's terrible. But at one point, and I'm like I said, I'm fairly certain it's her. Says something along the lines of, "Are we going to split the life? I hope we're splitting the life rafts by class." Overseeding by class. Oh, Overseeding yeah, yeah. And by... we're not going to overcrowd the life. Like priority um, boarding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, ex- excuse me, this ship's, everybody's about to die. Can we focus a little bit here? These people, they just had no idea. Yeah. No idea. And they f- finally realized the gravity of their situation when they hear people struggling and dying. Yeah. Like, watching that shit still come down had a little effect on them but the fact that they are hearing people drown all the, yeah all the all the screams in the drone they finally look sullen and they're like oh my god i can't believe what's happening right yeah. now yep. i would make the argument there are only two good people on board the titanic and uh, it's kathy bates and, and thomas andrews the guy yes. who designed the ship yes who wanted more lifeboats and he was, was shot down shot down because well, actually were... no I'll, I'll say three the captain captain doesn't seem like a bag of shit 
No. No, he, he made a really terrible decision. He, yeah, he made a, he was influenced poorly, but yes. he yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't want to do that. But the thing is like they also make a a, a brief mention right before the tit- right before they hit the iceberg that the people in the lookout don't have binoculars. Binoculars or, or like a seeing glass. Like Okay, so that's... Well, they couldn't find it. It's not like they didn't have one. Yeah, they, they couldn't just... find them. Yeah. So even if... The thing is, even if they were going slower... They would have they... They avoided it if they were going slower. They yes. would have had more time. Oh, they would have had more time and to, that, to that, turn. And that yeah. throwaway line, which is really important, like, oh, we're going so fast, it's going to be hard to see the waves breaking against the bergs, but, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Foreshadowing. There's a... So the, um, the thing that dooms the Titanic getting into it from a historical standpoint the thing that dooms the titanic is the fact that the entire side of the boat or at least half of the side of the boat scrape across it so there's a theory out there that says if they hadn't turned at all they hit it head on and they hit it just head on it only would have scraped the first three bulkheads and they would have actually kept afloat and gotten to where they needed to go maybe could have been i think they said the excavating team in the future flash forwards Said that the rudder was too small for the boat. I believe that too. I mean, that, that's why it took to so. It. it doesn't turn, and it feels watching that scene happen, and re- like it's while you're watching, devastatingly slow. And yeah, they're like they're you're not moving like, it. They're not moving it. And the guy's like, "Why aren't you turning?" I'm like, "I I agree. Why yeah. aren't you turning yet? It's insane." So yeah, it's because the rudder is so tiny. If this things just don't make sense. Like they want to. The Titanic is so impressive in size that the the designer of the ship wants the being uh, the speed to be equally as impressive. So it was like, well, how great would it be if we showed up in New York Tuesday night? Like, well, that's a different guy. I know. Well, it's the architect and the designer, right? The guy that oh, conceptualized okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So he, like, I have a shipping logistics background. Like, if my cargo arrived from another country that I ordered from a day early, that would screw up so many things. Like it's, it's it's not good to show up. show up on time. Don't show up early. Yeah, itineraries are there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You screw People up know so when to many things. You. Yeah, you arrive Tuesday night and there's no one there to receive the ship. Maybe there's nowhere to dock the ship. I mean, at the same time, the other the other side of it too is like if you're running, I think that the, that's impressive enough. Like you're running half the engines and you show up exactly when you're supposed to. Like you can say that. You could go like. Dude, we made this run exactly in the same amount of time as we were supposed to, and we only did it with an X number of parsecs. Yeah, with, yeah, right. With half of the engines that we could. Think about how much faster we can do it later once the ship's broken in and all the engines are going full steam. I don't remember what we were saying. I don't remember where we were. I don't know. Yeah, it was all a blur when your microphone fell. What do you think of the present day scenes? There's not a lot of them, but I don't think they needed them. I honestly don't think that they need to be in the movie. I like the fact... I mean, I think that that was... I know what... At the time. At the time, it was... We were finally developing the technology to actually get us as humans down there. So, like, those submersibles... Like, we were finally able to have man-made submersibles that could go deep enough down to actually look at the Titanic... So I think that's what they were trying to, to show is that, like, these are the cool new technology things that we see today. And it's really funny watching them because I'm like, oh, man, how quaint was the technology back in the mid-90s? But, yeah, at the end of the day, you don't need them. And you certainly don't need them as far as what we really 
pretty early on see is like Bill Paxton's true nature. Like, you're not down there to preserve history, you dick. You're a treasure hunter. Wait, uh, so does he get to keep the diamond though if he finds it? Of course. Like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> But someone's going to reward him handsomely, probably. Well, I think the the thing is funded by the guy who will own the diamond, and they're going to get some sort of cut of diamond. Belongs in a museum. <laughs> so do you! Uh, I remember as a kid being very impressed by the um, opening scene of the submer- what are they, submers- submersibles. What are they? submersibles going through the ship, and mm-hmm. I remember the... the- Operating the claws coming out and flipping the door over. That was, that was pretty cool. I do also like the view of the wreckage and how it kind of transforms into, in, in the flashback, like what the actual ship was. And they do that at the end with the, um, I guess the, it's not really a dream sequence, I guess when she bros passes on. Yeah, and then she shows up back at the ship. And the wreckage turns back into like the beautiful ship. I, I really that was really impressive to me. So here's the thing: that's all actual footage of the Titanic. Right. That is actual submersible video of them being down there, which is again what makes it so cool is that like they're not just taking an imagined view; like they're looking at like they're that room exists. Like they're taking yes. that room and and attaching a story to it, fictional or otherwise, is irrelevant. They, but they are taking things that they're actually seeing and making and it to recreate that and transition it so well is quite the achievement for sure i mean it looked cool i don't really need it from like a movie story standpoint the yeah. scene at the end with rose in the bed and having like the dream going back i just don't need story time with old rose those cutback scenes eh. well there's a fundamental flaw that to flaw there as well it's kind of like the saving private ryan flaw she's telling an entire story of many different people and she wasn't there for all of it also true so you're seeing private conversations and dialogue on an opposite side of the ship or what's going on or roses with jack she doesn't know so the the ones and the one scene that that comes through fully is when the guy who built the ship shows up with the schematics in the wheelhouse and is like this ship is sinking now and the architect is like that can't happen and he whips her is like She's made of iron, sir. I assure you she can. Like, okay, let's, first of all, pump the brakes on the accent there. And, uh, two, like, you're right. Ro- how how does Rose know that they're talking about that? She can't possibly. I'm pretty sure at that moment in time, they're still hanging out in the car. Oh, no, they're not, because they were outside on the deck when they hit, right? Yes. yes. So, okay, so then they have the, the brilliant idea of, like, okay, let's tell my family that it's sinking and hold hands and walk it's like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, We have will. something to tell you. Which part? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I think that this this movie does a really good job at feeding in a lot of the really famous stories that people tell from the Titanic. So the um, early on, you get the, the famous quote, God himself couldn't sink the ship. After the Titanic hit the iceberg... Challenge accepted. Yeah, for real. Uh, after they hit the iceberg, there's a lot of, like, everybody on board just kind of was like, whew, that was weird. But they all still believe that they are on an unsinkable ship. So, like, the playing soccer with chunks of iceberg, that's that's real. They, like, a lot of survivors said that they saw kids playing soccer with them. 
the the musicians the musicians playing until like the last possible second that part is ridiculous true story that's i'm sure it is but that like that bothers me like a fundamental human level that they were just like get out there and play music by the way you're not getting off the boat because you have to be there to play music so here's the thing i don't think that that's what like so i don't think it was the captain told them to come out and play music to calm the first class passengers i think that by that point in time People started to get worried, and they accepted their fate. Those musicians accepted their fate and chose to play. Well, sure. I mean, they know they know that. I just think it's messed up that like Insta- the like, way the movie does it. Yeah, no, no, I agree. But what I'm talking, but like that that moment in history does happen, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like the two guys in the in whatever the stateroom inside. They just accept their fate. They're like, we don't want the life preserver or the life jackets. Oh yeah, we're it's dressed the- in our best. We'd, we'd like, we'd like a, brandy. a brandy, though. Yeah, that's such a good line. That's another one. All right, like, who's going to get them then? <laughs> since we're on it, the string quartet, mm-hmm. when they stop playing, and then they resume playing, because I guess their leader, the leader of the string quartet, realizes that they're doomed. There's yeah. no point. I'm going to go out doing what I love best. And they start playing Near My God to Thee, and then it cuts to... All the other passengers who have accepted their fate. You got the old couple lying in bed together holding each other. You got the mom tucking in their two kids telling them it's going to be okay. Even though it's not going to be okay. It's incredibly moving. It is by far the best scene in the movie to me. That whole sequence. It's just, it's beautifully written and it's visually stunning. And it's just, wow, they know they're going to die. They know they're not getting off this ship. And they're just going out the way they want to go out, doing what they love to do. Yeah. That's that's a damn good point. I mean, I, I know watching it, even this time around, that like I, I agree. It was super moving. I don't think it was ever in contention for my favorite scene. But now I might have to re... <laughs> I might have to pivot. You may have actually committed. Because you're right. I mean, and I think that that's what's interesting about that scene, too, is that it's not... It's not main characters acting. It, there's there's I mean, there's acting happening clearly, but it's it's you're seeing things that are that are just world building at that point, and it to to move to move you so. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, po- yeah, so powerfully, I guess <laughs> there was a, there was a fancy word I was trying to come up with, but it wasn't there. It wasn't happening. Majestically. Yeah, on on the four hours of sleep I got, it just wasn't there. That's fair. Uh. So to movie like that, I mean, and it and it did. I, I think I remember watching the scene and it, it hitting me pretty hard. But I was also on the train, so. Well, if we're ever on a ship, and they force us to keep recording a podcast <laughs> that nobody's listening to, because nobody's listening to play music, I will say, gentlemen, it's been a privilege recording with you this evening. Yep, that's fair <laughs> for a podcast no one will ever hear. That's true, because it's not going to get finished. I'm nope. not going to be able to upload it or edit it or anything. Yep. As soon as the water hits, I mean, your laptop's also, yeah, fried, everything right? Is, everything will destroyed more than fried. That's When I went on a cruise with my wife, there was a string quartet. And I remember walking past a string quartet, and I looked at my wife and said, Gentlemen, it's been an honor playing with you. She said, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I wonder how often the string quartets on cruise ships have to hear that shit. Maybe. Probably Hopefully not that much. Probably a ton. Oh, Probably a ton. Poor guys. Yeah, that was especially never, in the late nineties. <laughs> that was never in my running for. I, it's very well done. I get it. Oof, it just it's was not going to be in the running for me for favorite part. Beautiful. It is very well done. I can understand how it would be someone's. See, but that comes back to that that 
statement that you said earlier. Like the first half of this movie, I, I'm I'm on Joe's side where the first half of this movie is unbelievable. It's just so good. It's so good. But the second half of the movie has some of the most powerful moments. Yes. So like even for me, I think one of the more moving moments was the the Rose waking up while she's on the door. Because she, she passes out, right? Hypothermia gets to where she passes out. Eventually she gets up. And she's saying her she final... She never actually goes out, I don't think. She's like asleep. Because that's why they pass her in the first place. Because she's not oh, conscious. Well, she's just losing, lost enough energy. Yeah. But finally she eventually like wakes up. She says her goodbye to Jack and like lets him go. So it's right. like, never. I'm never going to let you go while letting him go. And it's like that juxtaposition of like I need to physically let you go, but well, I'm no, not going to. No, she's saying I'll never let go, go of her life. life. Yes, that's what he made her promise. Exactly, right. I, but like again, it's 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 still a juxtaposition of physically holding, like so you're physically letting go while not letting go from a mental and emotional standpoint. Unless sure, can, can we squash gotcha. the fan theory bullshit that they both could have fit on the door? Yes, they both tried, they tried and, and it does not yeah. work. Well, Mythbusters also tried in much better lighting. And sure. They also proved that it doesn't work. The but, thing is, it the minute that you put the second body on there, it sinks too low below the waterline for either of them to not be so submerged in water that... Sure, but Mythbusters aside, in the rules of the movie, they physically try to do it. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But people for years have said they both could have fit on, yeah. the, on the I door. actually have a, a bigger issue... They could have taken turns. Uh, would they no, 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 no. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I actually, my bigger issue is that they're in. That's a fair point. I didn't even think of. <laughs> they're in water, way too often, for them not to be sh- like stricken with hypothermia and next to no energy when that ship goes. Like underwater. when they're in water on the ship. Yes, that's also fair. They're gonna be really wet and cold. The they're all yes. yeah. They're already soaking wet and freezing. I just... by the time that by the time they're even getting to that door, there is somewhat relief on board the ship when they're in the water they are able to get out of the water yeah they do have their adrenaline going hardcore yes so no no i and 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 i'm not saying that it's not like that that those things aren't going to be factors Mm -hmm. at least as far as like slowing them down in the moment like the adrenaline's gonna pump until they're out but i mean even when your adrenaline's high it doesn't stop your body from going into hypothermia either so like they're in low state. They should have been in low stage. They sh- they should have at least been shivering a little bit when they're running around the boat, and they weren't. It was just like it was like warm water, and I was like, mm. very clear water. So Titanic clear. is the most advanced ship ever built. It warms the water as it travels <laughs> through the hallway. Maybe when it went through the steam ship part of it. They 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 do show that. They shut but... them out though. They shut those doors out. Yeah. yeah. The thing that drove me crazy about watching that scene with her in the door is how long she waits to try and call out to the people in the boat. I'm like, you should say something. You should say something. She's waiting. You should to say can't, something. She can't scream. No, but she 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 didn't even try yet. Like so she's, she's like, Jack. To- look, it's a boat, Jack. She's yeah. she's Jack, talking to Jack way too long. Like, I'm bro, like, bitch, your life is on the line. Please call he's, out to them. He has been dead for either. Jack's gonna wake up or he's not. Yeah. No. At that point. Jack has been dead for X number of minutes. It has he didn't just Well yeah, she doesn't know that, but just like I don't know, logically it's just like please shout for them. Yeah, I Are know. You falling? I am falling. Hold on. Yes. So she talks to Jack for in my opinion way too long and then she tries to scream and like I think that is one of her better moments in the movie where like it actually like in that moment like I 
felt like she couldn't physically scream. Yeah, that part's good. The part that she has to go to the whistle is actually clever. I actually like that bit of writing. Yes. Yeah. What part of it exactly, though? Just the fact that she, she uses the whistle to call out. Oh, so she, she, she thinks of going yes. to the whistle, to the and whistle. then that's okay. how she signals them that she's still alive. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I agree. Totally agree. I don't have. I don't know how I felt at age nine. I was probably just enjoying the show. Remember but, those boobies two hours ago? <laughs> but at at age thirty one, I'm like, okay, I know who's telling the story. I know she's gonna get rescued. It's this. This kind of gets taken away from the the, the risk well, aspect I knew she of sur- it. She survives too, but yeah. it's still really suspenseful. That's why it aggravated me so much. I'm like, can we just get on with this? Like, I know she... So, for me, yeah, knowing that she survived, it it was a lot like... (laughs) It's a lot like Romeo and Juliet, where I know how it ends. It's the the trip there that matters. It's the journey, man, not the destination. Yeah, so... Sure. So, like, I think it would... Like, there's, like... For all we know, she may have passed out on that door... And woken up on whatever ship came to save them. That right? would have been a choice. Put have taken away or added anything to the movie. So. I don't know. I think that that because she just reminded us that she's not going to let go of her life, her making the cognizant choice to swim over to that whistle and start blowing it is her keeping that promise. Whereas if she just fell asleep and let herself fall asleep and die and happened to wake up, that's not nearly as moving. Okay. I wasn't moved by the... I thought the whistle was clever. I wasn't moved by it. Yeah. It was okay. I know she survives. I just want to get to that point. Yeah. Like, that... At this point, you were done. You were like, all right, let's wrap this up. No, like, by that point, I'm like, okay, like, how is she... She's going to survive. Billy Zane's going to survive. Her mother's going to survive. I was so pissed that Billy Zane survived. Are they going to wreck it, like... Meet up again? Like, like, how does this go down? I wanted to get to... Get there, you know? Mm -hmm. And she just kind of, like, avoids him. Well, because she has the diamond, and she doesn't want him to know that. Well, and she, and she, and she also just him. doesn't want to see him ever him. again. He's yeah. the worst, and like he doesn't get his comeuppance in this movie. And I hate when the worst character doesn't get it. He does I know get he gets his it later, he but gets yeah. it. he deserved it early. He gets it. The, he should have gotten it on the ship. Like, he should not have made it off the ship based on what an awful character they made him. She doesn't realize she has a diamond until after um, Billy Zane looks for her. By yeah. the way, yeah. So like she had to avoid losing first. That's and, fair. Yeah, and then she realized. Okay, that so she that's not the reason why. Yeah. So, for me, I, I like there was a moment in this movie, and I, and it's been so fucking long since I've seen this, that I almost thought that they were gonna give Billy Zane a redeeming moment. Oh, and he saves the child, like have him just save the child. Yeah, I thought and not I, use it for his own means. Yeah. So I but, thought no, no. I mean, I assumed he was going to use the child for his own means. That is as. That is as, you know, I had a, telegraphed. I had a sliver a, of hope that he was just going to be like, take the kid. No. I, my, my assumption, like, again, and I forgot how the scene plays out, I thought he was just going to, right then and there, pick up the kid and be like, I have a kid. I can use this to my advantage to get onto a boat. And then gets on a boat and goes. But instead he leaves the kid, goes and asks the dude, reminds the dude of the deal... The dude throws the money, ends up killing himself, and that's when he goes back and gets the kid. Well, he just noted it as like, well, this is a last resort yes, for me. Yes, absolutely. No, Making absolutely. his own luck. Yep. Absolutely. But for that millisecond before he walks away from the kid, I was like, holy shit, are they going to give him a moment? Even if it, even if he is doing it for selfish means of like survival, at least he can hold, hang his hat on like, 
yeah, I may have done this just to save my own life, but at least I saved a kid's life in the process. Right? Like, that's not fully redeeming, but a little redeeming. And instead, he ends up being a douchebag and literally just... Even still being able to use that excuse, he's still a douchebag because he didn't do that initially. He's Movie Dick Hall of Fame. For our future podcast... Top five movie dicks. He's he's in there. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> going to be misinterpreted the way we word that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Context is key there. Yeah, phrasing. He's such an asshole, but he's so good at it. Yeah, I think this that might is, be a better one. He's assholes in movies. That's why he never caught on because like he was supposed to be a big thing with the Phantom. This is after the Phantom. This is the year yeah, after. Com- yeah, but like that didn't work out because I guess he's just better at playing a bit part or a huge douche. I. I like I liked him in the Phantom. I did too, but he I doesn't really fit. Like him even more in this because I, you hate him. He does but a good he job. Does yeah. Such yeah. a great job. Such a it. good job with this. Such a good job. Which sucks for him because if he didn't want to be an asshole for every film, he would have had to have not pulled the pulled off the asshole as well in this. But he did. So like it's it's it sucks when you're so good at something that that's how you get typecast. Like typecasting is real. Like. <laughs> Sorry, but... I mean, to be fair, I don't know a lot of movies that Billy Zane is in where he's the villain, so he didn't do it that much, but everyone thinks of that as opposed to The Phantom, that time he was the leading man. In his character, in every scene that his character is is in, he wins the scene, like, acting-wise. Like, my eyes are glued to him. Like, his reaction to Jack's speech, his reaction when Zack tosses him the the, uh, box of matches... His reaction when um, he realizes Rose has the diamond. Like, it's, it's he's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, Kathy Bates is my favorite person in the movie. However, Billy Zane does, like, the best job with what he has. So he does, like, the best acting. He's the best performance. I would I this. would agree with that, yes. Like, Kathy Bates is my favorite character. Yes. I, mean, I don't think he wins every scene with Leo. Because I think their back and forth is good. My favorite scene, I'm just going to get into it because we're talking about it. It's, sure. the, it's the fancy dinner. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, Jack's wit in that scene is just on point. He's got an answer for everything. Chippewa Falls. <laughs> it's beautiful. The the Boston, is that what they yeah, said? Yeah, the Boston Dawson. Is the Boston Dawson? No, the Chippewa Falls. Falls Dawson. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, it's like, they don't want to seem stupid yeah. and not know yeah, what Chippewa exactly. Falls is. And like, but like, it takes a guy who's been around a little bit and needed to like talk his way in high society. Like he, I, I refuse to accept that he's never been around high society ever. I feel like at some point he's been he played something like not often. He probably won he, some money off high society. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. So like he has to know that like these people are like they they have too much pride to admit that they don't know something. So if you just say it confidently enough and quick enough, they're just gonna be like, oh well, yes, of course. How could I have? How could I have mistaken you for a Boston Dawson? Clearly you're a Chippewa Fall Dawson. Um, yeah, that fancy dinner is fantastic. He's very... He, he's good in that. His little speech about living life to the fullest where the old guy goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And like, and again, like not to take away from Leo's performance there, but Billy Zane's like insane, annoying eye roll, like... Yes. He wanted this to go a completely different... Like, he was so ready for it to go the, the way that he thought it was going to go, and it didn't. And you could see how pissed he is. Why yes. do you have to be such a smooth talker? Damn it. It's no so wonder you're going to steal my fiancé in a couple hours. Then, Do I know at, that? At the end of it, 
he Billy Zane tries to one up. He tosses the matches back and like, oh, you probably couldn't participate in this conversation anyway. You know, you know. And then Jack's like, yo, whatever. Gives a note to Rose. And he's like, I'm gonna steal your girl. <laughs> he doesn't want a cigar and brandy. He wants cheap beer and bagpipes. Yeah, they had way more fun there than he would have in the I, smoky sitting room. And I and I guess that's one of the things that they try to do is like, oh yeah, high society people's. Seem like they've got money, but they're not nearly as fun as if you they don't know how are to a regular live, man. person. So that that brings me to one of my uh, I don't know if it's an unanswerable question or not, mm-hmm. but like Jack Let's try to answer it. Jack and Rose spend the entire day together. Billy Zane has Lovejoy try to like track Jack and Rose, right? What is Billy Zane and the rest of the fuddy duddies doing besides drinking tea and like chatting it up? Nothing. There's like nothing to do on the ship, right? Yeah. Maybe they have like a shuffleboard but, court. I mean, we're also talking about. I mean, we're also talking about a time where a life of leisure was still an like was still the 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 obtainable goal that you wanted, right? So you want like it, to show how high society you are. You should be able to literally sit on the ship and do nothing. The less you do, the higher ranked you are. Like, essentially, yeah. Like okay, great, but you're concerned about like your fiance and everything. Like yeah, you, you, I, I just. But he's got a guy for that. <laughs> he, not only does he have a guy for that, if he. That guy's leaves, an asshole, by the way. He's just the worst. He's bad. almost as bad as Billy Zane is. Yeah, Maybe pretty, worse. Maybe I. Mm, I'm, no, he doesn't shoot at them. <laughs> On a but crowded he, ship. No, but he chooses... <laughs> that just means he's less stupid than... He's also choosing to let Leonardo DiCaprio drown slowly, handcuffed to a pipe, instead of just shooting him and ending it then. Granted, the movie would have ended about a half hour before, half hour earlier, but, you know. Hmm. Rose would have gotten... <laughs> yeah, Rose would have gotten on the lifeboat and... <laughs> it's a very different movie. I have a casting what-if for you. Sure. So this movie came out the same year as Goodwill Hunting. Good. In, Goodwill, in Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon is supposed to be, plays Will Hunting. He's supposed to be 20 years old. Yeah. He looks way too old for the part. He looks about 27 years old, which I think he was 27 when he filmed Goodwill Hunting. I'd swap the roles. I don't think Leo's outstanding. I like Leo too much in this. I don't think I don't think I see Matt Damon doing it. But think of Matt Damon, I mean Leo as Will Hunting. I can see Leo as Will Hunting before I can see Matt Damon as Jack. I would want to see Leo do both movies. Can can we do that? Can I pick that option? <laughs> can you do Titanic and Good Will Hunting? I want Leo as Will Hunting, and I want Brad Pitt as Ben Affleck's character. Because <laughs> wow. I think that relationship was, would have been like outstanding. Did you see Once a Time Upon Hollywood? Yes. And their chemistry is awesome? Uh, off the charts. I can't wait to see that movie. Same. It's long too, right? That's three hours, right? It's like two forty. Yeah, and the only showings they have now are like two twenty p.m. on weekdays. I can't really swing that. Still got legs though. Yeah, just not legs that I can get behind. Heyo. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a heyo for that. I'll allow it. So you said your favorite scene is fancy dinner. Dinner. Yep. First class dinner. Uh, I am going to go shortly thereafter. I really enjoy the party scene. I really enjoy. Rose getting to see the other side of things. I think that that's that seems real to me. Like those people making the best of not the greatest amenities, but still being really, really stoked to be on that ship. Still really enjoying themselves. And then on top of it, she uses her like fancy background to like show up these guys, to punk those dudes. So like get like going <laughs> on her point. I was like, okay. Weird flex. I don't think they understand it, but cool. They seem impressed at the end. 
I don't know if it's just because she's beautiful, but... You know. She's literally putting her entire body weight on two yeah. toes, two big toes, which is not how point works, by the way, as somebody who's married to a dance teacher. This has been Corey's Dance Minute. Yeah. <laughs> and the shoes is actually a little square, like, box that you, like, jam your, all your toes into. So your toes aren't actually touching the ground. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that's true. I have heard that. Yeah. So nobody can go up on point, literally on one toe, but... Rose can... Rose fucking can. Rose is a beast. Nonetheless, Get I love that scene. Yeah, right. I fucking love that scene. Let's hit least favorites. It is very good. Yeah. Did you say your favorite? Oh, you said yes. yes, you did. Least favorites. Least favorites. Uh, Start us off, Stephen. Fabrizio. <laughs> just I love the character. Fabrizio. Or he's, just a, he's not used enough. He's, he's just a stereotype. He's got a bad accent. I'm not buying it. And I guess the I'm gonna call them superstars of that class. Like um. Was it Tommy Riley? Is that his name? I think it's his name. No idea. The guy that the, guy the lead that, Irish guy. Yeah. yeah, the guy that gets shot. Mm-hmm. He's trying to uh, open the gate to let him in, and there's a whole crowd of people. Then he sees Jack Jack coming, and we've seen him interact with Jack like twice at this point, right? Then he's like, "Jack, you're here. Okay, let's open the gate." Like he just runs down through the crowd of people. I thought that scene was really forced. I just didn't really care for those characters at all. Like Fabrizio, yeah, I see the Statue of Liberty. She's a very small. Uh, she's like a bad Mario impression. Yeah, <laughs> they tried to make them too much of a thing, without actually giving them anything significant to do. Sure, he's just on the ship. So they either need more to do, or they need to not be in the movie. They're just silly characters. Sure are. I wanted Fabrizio to be awesome. He just wasn't. You see Fabrizio bite the dust though. <sighs> that sucks. Uh, least favorite for me uh, is combined with is is okay. I think that at the time I understand why it was so visually stunning, but to me looking at it now, I'm like this looks like a bad computer animation when they do like the big aerial shot pulling back across the whole ship after she's out to sea, and like by the end you can literally tell that these are like. Little Sims characters walking around like a computer-generated boat. I'm like, I hate the way this kinda, looks. It's so stupid. It's such a stupid little thing. I actually don't remember that shot, but I'm yeah. kind of no, glad I, I don't. No, I, I can pick, picture one of the I think one of the characters is like climbing something yeah. at that point, too. Somebody's that, like does climbing. Like, those look like, like a Windows 98 video yeah, game. Yeah, it looks like a Windows 98 video game. And I'm like, I'm sure in Windows 98 theaters, wasn't out yet. I'm sure in theaters, watching it for the first time, seeing something like this for the first time, it must have been mind-blowing. But right now, it just—I was just like, you, you shouldn't have done this shot. Like, I don't think you should have bothered. Which is weird because one of my other favorite parts of this movie is the engine room. The computer animations they use for the engine room look phenomenal. It looks so real. Like watching like those massive pistons move. That shit—I believe every little bit that they built that. It was real. At one point, it was. Joe, your least favorite scene. My sir. least favorite is them rescue. Or- Rose rescuing Jack when he's handcuffed. Oh my god, her lackadaisical approach to just walking around trying to yelling and trying to find someone. You didn't think Axe break the handcuffs or break the pipe for about ten minutes? Drove me crazy watching that. I'm like the the There's so much unnecessary time here. The the end the payoff to that scene is even is even a little cringeworthy. Take a couple practice wings on that. Once we nails it. Right, now try to hit the same spot. Nowhere near it. Okay, let's that's, do it. That's, let's that's go. enough practice. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And like, I actually agree with him. I'm like, yep, 
I wouldn't want her to see her take another one no. either. No, if I'm Leo, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking lose a hand right now, but at least I'm off this pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why you wouldn't just have her break the pipe. And then you could. Just... I don't know if she's strong enough to do so. I mean, if it's brass, I mean, it can't be that hard to cut through. But then again, what's inside yeah. the pipe? Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Well, There's... he was he was trying to break it before. He was trying to like, yeah, no, of course, pull it out of place. So he's he's not. Takes way too long. I think in that situation, he would have probably tried to break his wrist and slip yeah. out. Like he's he also was. Like, he he's was also trying uh, to slip out. Not break his wrist though. I mean, he probably could have banged it against the pipe a few times, break his wrist, and mm. he's also no McManus brother and able to just. No, he can't. No, it, it wasn't a third world country toilet. That's true. In an illegal apartment. One thing I did not like about the movie either is they are the last two to go in the water they are the very last well they two. designed it that way i like that that was their plan to get to the all the way to the back that was their plan to get all the way to the back to the top when they realized it like that was their plan by circumstance it wasn't like okay we're not going to get on the boat this is where we're going to go that's like well yeah when they realized they weren't getting yes like, on a lifeboat, like if that's his plan if you're on something that's that's one side's rising and one side's falling, you're going to go to the side that's rising. That's everybody's sure. plan. Yeah. Right. But, like, I just fell and jump into the water a lot earlier. I just didn't like that they were, they were the last they, two. That gets, that <laughs> the worked. very last they two. They are heroes. I also don't like the a lot of the stuff leading up to that moment either, where the guy's, like, doing, like, the shadow of death thing. And he's like, hey, you mind walking it through that cha- the, the valley of death a little quick? I'm like, all right, dude. He knows he's about to die, and he's giving himself... He's praying. Why don't you go ahead and leave him alone? <laughs> what a, yeah. What an asshole. I know. That's say. another person that's accepting their fate and trying to comfort yeah. people. Like, But All, again, Jack's in a life-or-death situation. That's not also, the priest. Little, that's the guy just comforting himself. Yeah. How does Jack know that the boat's going to suck him under? How does he know the physics of a boat sinking? He knows way too much. But again, yeah. this is told through the eyes of Rose. And in Rose's eyes, Jack is everything. That's, okay, fair. <laughs> I do like the little touch of why... They can't find who Rose is when she's landing. Because she gave him his name. Because she took his name. Like I, 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 I like that little touch. Okay, and the old lady's chuck of the rock. I hate that <laughs> so much. It's just the fact that she Whoops. does it. Alright, so there's a very famous alternate ending to this that Test Audience hated, but it has a really great line by Bill Paxton in it. Rose goes to the edge of the boat just like she did before. And she's standing, looking over the edge. And Bill Paxson is talking to Rose's granddaughter. And they see her do that. So they run down to the deck. Because they think she's going to, like, jump off. And then she pulls out the diamond. And she's, like, holding it over. Saying, like, this is where it belongs and all that stuff. And Bill Paxson's trying to get her not to do it. And then um, she says something like, like, you don't think I'm capable. And he goes, I will never doubt you. Any woman who's crazy enough to... Uh, attempt to jump off a ship when it's perfectly fine then jump back on a ship when it's going under I will not doubt them for a second That's, that line is delivered outstanding and I really wish they forced that into the movie some way instead of cutting it like that scene's kind of dumb but have keep you seen, that have you, line have you actually seen the scene? yeah it's on YouTube oh it is? Uh, I'm actually going to watch it because I think that that might be I might also watch that but that then might be better she throws the diamond into the water with, this, with the same eh, and then Bill Paxton does like a maniacal laugh and then asks her granddaughter to dance and that's like... Okay, so that, that part sucks. <laughs> Why yeah. can't they just 
keep the, the diamond necklace. I That's the thing they're searching for. She doesn't need it. Nobody needs it. I don't understand. But if they have that happy dance ending, which is kind of dumb, I don't think you get Rose dying and Ooh. then reuniting in yeah. her dreams. I, I, I hate both of them. You don't like the reuniting in the dream? I like the, I like that part. I okay. hate throwing the necklace over. Yeah, the necklace yeah. being thrown it's, over is stupid. It, oh, God, I hate it. I don't think I would have hated it if she didn't do the stupid sound. Mm-hmm. I don't get why that was in there. Yeah. Well, she's got to put the oomph behind it. It's, it's The a, old arm's it, not what it used to be. It doesn't need she, to be. She doesn't chuck it. She drops it. <laughs> it's, like, it's as if she was trying to go for a whoops, and it doesn't really come across as it. Whoops. Yeah. Like I, honest to God, I I keep watching it. Every time I've seen that scene, I literally think that she's going for like a whoops, like, uh oh, nobody gets it anymore. Oh no, it fell out of my old hand. But like, <sighs> and as a member of the audience, you don't care about the diamond, right? I don't. I don't. I didn't care about the diamond as like a character, but I kind of wanted, you know, somebody to get the diamond after sure. all this work. I, she, I kind she has of it. wish. It's the 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 what's the. The diamond is a MacGuffin, right? That's just something there to advance the plot, to mm-hmm. get us to where we're supposed to be. It's the but, reason that the whole movie has to happen. Well, though she has it, yeah. Yes, but that's the reason the movie has to happen, and she winds up having it mm-hmm. at, at the end. Just her having it at the end is enough for me. She could have died with a diamond in her hand or something. That, that's, that's better. <laughs> I would have. I was just about to say, my thing is, I think that if she, she drifts off to sleep, dies, and gets reunited, because that's where... The love of her life died or whatever. I think she should have put the necklace on. I would have loved her to die in her sleep with the necklace on. They find her body in the morning and they're like... I actually don't like that bird. because Billy Zane gave her the necklace and like... It's not like Jack gave her that. But she wore the necklace for an intimate moment with... Her first intimate moment with Jack. Well, that was really a, to be a fuck you to Billy Zane when she leaves the note and everything. Uh, you know, that's also very true. Yes. Yeah, it does say. It's not a pure motivation behind her wearing that necklace. That's actually a good point. So I would hate if she was putting it on when she died or whatever. Having it in her hand. Then why didn't she... Then why I don't did, want that either. I why doesn't she hawk it... When she dies, having it in her hand. I want Bill Paxton to just have it. I want her to be like... I, I don't at the end, be like, thanks for listening to my story. Here you go. <laughs> that's awful. What? Why doesn't she? Uh, that would. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how she doesn't come across oh a tough God, time. Oh my God! I've had the diamond the whole time. My old mind forgot Dude, about it. This woman. This woman is six years away. So she's what twenty three, twenty four. She just walked away from her family's money, or her family didn't have any money. She just walked away from her steel tycoon husband, who had all the money. She's literally six years away, or not six years. Uh. 16-ish years away from the worst economic disaster that this country had ever seen in the Great Depression. You tell me she doesn't hawk that bad boy during the Great Depression? She doesn't need the money. She's living like Jack taught her. That's how she has all those neat photos on her deathbed, which are awesome. There are some neat photos. Also, just going back to the diamond and her connection to the diamond, I don't think she's thinking of Billy Zane with the diamond. That's her only connection to Jack. Like, that diamond represents Jack more than it represents Billy Zane. Yes, Billy Zane acquired it, but that's all she had from her experience with the love of her life. That's why she wanted to see the picture. That's why, that's why she did all this. I was quite the dish. Yeah, that's, that's why the first thing she wants to see is the picture. She doesn't give a flying fuck about the mirror in the stateroom. No. She wants no. to look at that photo or that drawing, and I understand that. But again, it goes back to what is one of the worst parts of the whole movie anyways, is like, 
the flash forward to modern times. Like, none of us really enjoy that stuff anyways, so... It just kind of doesn't need to be there. It's shoehorned in yeah. for the most... I, I get what you're trying to do with Old Rose, but... You get a Watchmen t-shirt. What? The guy wearing the beard is wearing a Watchmen t-shirt. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Good, good pickup. Like, like that's graphic novel Watchmen t-shirt. That's well before the movie was. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Think. Oh, so for sure. Cool. Must have been like 2009. Yeah, man. So like in '97, it's like oh, it's a smiley face T-shirt with a bullet hole through the head, and then like, the, uh, like 2019, I'm like, holy shit, that's a Watchmen T-shirt. He has a nice smiley face T-shirt, but I think somebody shot him at some point. <laughs> they have the glass shattering the back. Yeah. Really cool T-shirt. Interesting. Okay, so we should probably stone it. I guess so. Yeah. So what happens, if you're not familiar, is every movie that we review, we give a rating from 1 to 6, a number of Infinity Stones. If you give it 6, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet. And we'll go to Mr. Sequel first. This movie's very good. It's only the second time I, I've seen it. Um, I can appreciate it more now as an adult than I can as a kid. Because as a kid, you really know, ship, iceberg, Kate Winslet's boobs. Like, <laughs> that was pretty much it. Um, I don't particularly care for the dialogue and the acting, per se, but visually it's stunning. That court, string quartet scene is very moving to me. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Can't give it six stones, so I'm going to take one of them and throw it into the ocean, and I'm going to make this a five-stone movie. <laughs> That's so good. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> He went chunk. So good. So, uh, that means it's to me. I am a huge history nerd. I am a history teacher. It is one of the things that I love the most. I have found in my life that there are two very different but distinct types of historical fiction. Um, One of which I really enjoy, one of which I don't. So, I think that historical fiction where the historical event that the movie is portraying happened independently of the character's story arcs are better where these people are experiencing life with the event around them, um, which is what the Titanic is. To compare that, it's like The Patriot where all of a sudden Mel Gibson is thrust into the heart and is the main cause of the success in the American Revolution. Um, I prefer this better. I love the fact that there's this beautiful romantic love story happening between Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, all while you are watching a ticking time bomb. Um, I really just enjoy this movie. I agree. I think some of the dialogue's cheesy, but shake it off for cool visuals and a beautiful, beautiful story. It's the first time I saw a woman's breasts. Obviously, that's gonna give it a special place. Where, that's where the stone is <laughs> all on the stone, am I right? <laughs> I agree. I don't think it's a six-stone movie. I think it's a very, very good movie, though. I'm going to land where sequel landed. Five stones. I think this is a very good movie. The first part of the movie, the romantic drama part of the movie, absolutely love it. Phenomenal. It was totally into the story. The disaster movie, I'm not going to lie, it lowers the overall score for me. Just it's, It has good moments, but it's way too long. It has a lot of plotting unnecessary parts that I didn't really think were necessary to the movie. I said unnecessary, so I didn't need to say necessary again. <laughs> I feel like I sounded really dumb there. Moving on. I would give this movie five stones if it was as good or not as significant of a drop-off into the disaster half of the movie. So I'm going to give it a high four stone. If I see it again, 
I could be tempted to give it five. It's it's really well done, especially it holds up. Ninety seven. It looks really good outside of that one shot that Corey said, and I'll just take his word for it because I don't remember it. So yeah, I'm gonna go with four stones, but I liked it a lot. Those are our scores for Titanic. If you've seen Titanic and want to email us about things, it's at zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Send us your favorite... Send us your favorite lines from Titanic on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you were drawn like a French girl, don't take any photos of it, and definitely don't send them to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH podcast, or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and in ES. If you're a member of the Titanic Survivors group on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a thing? I hope not. I don't think any survivors are left. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, 100 and... It would be, was 1914? Yeah. Yeah, and even if they were kids, yeah, so much. Nope. You'd have to be a newborn, really. And yeah. And how much do you remember? At that point, you don't. Yeah, exactly. And hit us up on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Find us there. Give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show and able to give us a rating. If you want to give us a review, we'll read it on an episode of the show. Tell people about it. Spread it through word of mouth. And subscribe so that the episodes show up automatically and you don't have to remember how to download it. Because nobody needs that hassle. Just have the phone do it for you. Or iTunes or whatever you're using. That's all for our Titanic episode. Next time, it's our last listener request, guys. We're wrapping it up and then doing Joke of the Week after. We're doing Flash Gordon. Ah! Savior of the Universe. Right? That's how the song goes? Yes. Yes. Queen. I've never seen it. Neither have I. It's my wife's have you, I'm favorite sure. movie. Oh, so you've definitely seen it. I wow. have not seen it. Huh? What? Nope. Uh, really? <laughs> I've not seen it. I have not seen it. But it's her favorite. I'm, so I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Oh, it it's, is. It's been on. I've just never paid attention. No, it's it's her favorite. It's her favorite comic book movie. Oh, okay. okay, gotcha. That's it's an important like clarifier. Favorite, yeah, it's not her like favorite favorite movie. I'm pretty sure that's actually The Princess Bride. Based on what we do, this is still kind of shocking. Yeah, <laughs> I. She watches all of these movies with me, and she enjoys every second of them, including the bad ones. Like she loves watching me get pissed off and rip movies apart, but. Um, I, I can't believe that something hasn't surplanted Flash fucking Gordon. Well, maybe it'll be a magical journey for all of us when we take it next week. Who knows? It'll probably go better than the people on the Titanic. Boom. Out. Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> the last survivor died in 2009 at age 97. So she was like an infant. Yeah, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Wow. Placed on a lifeboat by Billy Zane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that kid was not probably no. And I guess there's just one thing left to do now. It's, as usual, it's my job to let you know that every night in my dreams I see you, I feel you. Also, every movie out there, someone's favorite movie. The look on Corey's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I got married a year ago. Wow. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> and good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>